0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter. And Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And he called to him the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This is the gospel of the Lord.
1: In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The western mind tends toward activism. Perhaps it's a human being thing. We embrace philosophies of life and issues because they are important to us, and we see the sinful tendency in the world Is toward abuse. We see existential pain or suffering, and we want to go into action to alleviate the pain or the suffering involved. As long as the person is able to see some positive action or result from her efforts, there is a sense of hope to spring forward and make more improvements. It is a part of our human condition that we want to affect change. And in some ways, we are able. We are able to serve our neighbor and bring mercy and hope to the lives of others, for example. We can feed the hungry and help the poor. We can share the gospel in order to bring eternal hope to troubled souls. Concerning our neighbor, we can do much good. Part of our trouble is that we think we can take this same do-it attitude to our spiritual life. When Jesus says in our Gospel, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And when we hear those words, we are ready to spring into action and do it. St. Peter was this way. He was a doer. And he appeared this way when it came to his own spiritual growth, or so it seems. In a similar way, we hear these words and they sound like action words and we are ready to do it. Because we are doers. And we hear these words of Jesus as an imperative. To be sure, this statement is the crux of Mark's Gospel. We read the entire Gospel through these words. Throughout Mark's Gospel, Jesus tells people what to do or what not to do. But repeatedly, people do the opposite. Over and over in Mark's Gospel, people are misunderstanding Jesus. James and John. They make a request to be able to sit on each side of Jesus in paradise, misunderstanding their own servanthood and the apostolic past. The request betrays a skewed view of their holy life of service on earth. Jesus cleanses a leper and a deaf man, telling each to tell no one. But then they both go out and zealously talk about it. Jesus catches the disciples, arguing about which of them was the greatest. A young man who followed Jesus and witnessed the arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane fled naked, escaping his own capture. Peter denies Jesus three times. And even at the empty tomb... The angel tells the women to go tell the disciples that Jesus is risen. And only in Mark's gospel are we told that for a time, the women fled from the tomb in fear and told no one. St. Mark is teaching us something about denying ourselves, picking up the cross, and following Jesus. It is not easy. But we know that. The earnest follower of Jesus may become internally frustrated by one's own failure and struggle. And this, particularly in the season of Lent, when we are to fast and increase our holy devotion to the Lord. If we are serious about picking up the cross, then we become no different from the ardent activist whose frustration grows at the lack of progress. And this is when life's frustrations can become a crushing weight upon us. And this is when people often give up. This is when we sigh and groan. People outside the church feel what we sometimes feel about our own spiritual growth. This is when the world's troubles seem to be large and consuming. Often, our sins seem to be overtaking us. And it is at this time when the devil whispers into your ear that you can't do what Jesus tells you to do. Your failure at denying yourself and picking up your cross... And so you are no good. You are a failure even at your own spirituality. This is what the devil would like us to believe. Divine mercy has a striking look to it, however. Precisely when humanity sighs and groans because of the world's futility, Jesus provides a twist to what we thought he meant. While the words of Jesus echo in the hearer of Mark's gospel, deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me, you are led to see that it is Jesus alone who denies himself and picks up his cross. Lent is this journey to watch and see the Lord deny and suppress His divine power in order to die in your place. His self-denial is seen when people jest and tell Him that if He is the Son of God, He should come down off the cross and save Himself. It is precisely in our weakness and powerlessness that Jesus does what we cannot do, and die for the sins of the world. Jesus means what he says. And he wants you to follow. But divine light casts his words with the color of mercy. It is in your sighs and groans over your sins and evil's abuse that the Lord attends to you. In Ezekiel 9, the prophet has a vision of Israel's disobedience. In the vision, the Lord had six angels with weapons of slaughter in their hands. With them was an angel clothed in linen. He did not have a weapon of slaughter in his hand, but this seventh angel had a writing case. Before the six angels were to go in and kill, the seventh angel, clothed in linen, heaven's garment, was to pass through Jerusalem and put a mark on the foreheads of the people who sighed and groaned over the predominance of sin in that place. When the six angels with weapons then came through the city, they were to spare everyone who had the mark on their forehead. Death passes over. Life and hope are renewed. It is Jesus who leads you through his cross to pick up the cross in holy baptism. There, you were marked on the forehead and heart with the cross of Jesus. There, you died and rose with Jesus. There you pick up your cross. There the divine mercy of our Lord has a unique look to it. Jesus always provides the way, enshrining his way in hope. And so each day is a new day in the Lord. In your songs, Jesus comes and marks you with his love. He absolves you. He gives you the strength to carry on. And he changes you. Your journey with Christ is holy. In this journey, we learn as we go, even through our failures and through his strength, that the end of the journey will be met by his promise to answer the world's deepest pain. In the holy name of Jesus.